Today is Monday, July 17th. The title for our devotional is God Alone. This week, we are beginning the second half of our worthy campaign. In the second half of this campaign, we'll be exploring some of the more formal forms of worship. By formal, I simply mean churchy or religious forms of worship. Back in the first week of this campaign, when we talked about how creation inspires worship, I mentioned how we must move from the object that inspires our worship to God, who alone is worthy of our worship. The same goes for the more religious forms of worship, and I wanted to take this week to remind us of that. These false forms of worship are even more subtle and carry even greater danger of idolatry because of their goodness and contributions to genuine worship of God. Again, we're talking about these religious forms of worship. In the coming days, therefore, we'll talk about the cheap religious substitutes, even churchy things for genuine worship. Today, I want to focus simply on God and how he alone is worthy of our worship. In her definition of worship, Evelyn Underhill uses the language of worship being a, quote, total adoring response, end quote, of a person to God. We said at the beginning of this campaign that worship is essentially ascribing worth to something. So again, in this broad sense, we all worship all the time. The question before us all then is, what do we worship supremely? In the words of Evelyn Underhill then, who or what is the object of our total adoring response? For our worship to be genuine, the answer must be God and God alone. Anything else that claims greater devotion, adoration, or praise is an idol. We see all throughout scripture that God is, quote, a jealous God. Exodus 34, 14 says, Do not worship any other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. Deuteronomy 4.24 For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. Thinking of God as jealous can seem a little bit strange, but the meaning is quite plain. This word is always used in the context of idolatry and worshiping other false gods. Like a husband or wife should be exclusively jealous for their spouse's affection, so God is jealous for the affections of his people. In covenant relationship with his people, God is jealous for their affection. God alone is worthy of being the supreme object of our affection. He is the only true God, the greatest being in existence, so he is the only one to be ultimately worshipped. This is best for humanity. Worship of any other person or thing will leave us empty and vacuous. It is a cheap substitute for the real thing. The people of Israel constantly fell prey to worshipping other gods, and therefore missed the abundant life available in the worship of Yahweh alone. Moses warns them about the insidiousness of idolatry even as he is reading them the law, and they are accepting the covenant relationship with God in Deuteronomy 4, 15-31. The first and second commandments also deal with God's exclusivity with his people. Exodus 23-5a, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. You shall not bow down to them or worship them, for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Prophet's regular refrain is for the people of Israel to return to God away from their idolatry. Jeremiah 2, 2 through 3. Go and proclaim in the hearing of Jerusalem. This is what the Lord says. I remember the devotion of your youth, how as a bride you loved me and followed me through the wilderness, through a land not sown. Israel was holy to the Lord, the first fruits of his harvest. All who devoured her were held guilty, and disaster overtook them, declares the Lord. Skipping ahead a few verses to Jeremiah 2.9. Therefore, I bring charges against you again, declares the Lord, and I will bring charges against your children's children. Then in verse 11, has a nation ever changed its gods? Yet they are not gods at all. But my people have exchanged their glorious God for worthless idols. 
Again, all of this to say that God alone is to be the supreme object of our affection. He alone is to be worshipped. This is the consistent theme throughout this campaign that we have to keep front and center. For reflection time today, reflect on your heart. Is God the supreme object of your affection? Not what he gives you or what you hope to get from him, but God himself. Is he the recipient of your total adoring response?